Hello everyone and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about topics, how you can grow your traffic, sales, results and a lot more about that. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Gordana Sritonovic. How are you? <laughs> good. That was a good pronunciation. Congrats. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm doing great. Hope everyone else uh, is cool. Yeah, you know, I tried a few times, but I got it. So, yeah, for me, I'm Ukrainian. You know, it's really hard to pronounce any names. You know, I love yeah. short names. I love short names, but, you know, yeah, for, sorry for that. But, yeah. No, uh, no worries. Before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided to share with us this case study, how you... Anyone can grow traffic to a million visitors. Yeah, uh, anyone actually can. And uh, just first of all, thank you for having me. I'm uh, very excited, a little bit nervous, but hope that goes away. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, my name is Gordana. I have a pretty strange name, so don't worry if you can't pronounce it. Uh, and I actually, I'm a director of operations at Content Distribution, and I'm a co-founder at Workello. Excuse me. And, um, you know, as you said, we brought a project to uh, 1.5 million organic visits per month. And uh, we kind of preach on the Internet that anyone can do it, which I honestly think anyone can. Um, and I'll actually uh, give you proof. We did it four times. It wasn't 1.5 million every single time, uh, but we did go from zero to 100K with four projects. Um, one of them is, is the big one that we're going to talk about. Um, and uh, we have another one that's kind of going there. And uh, I expect by the end of the year, we're definitely going to hit 100K. Uh, and we did it all with content. So it's all super simple. <laughs> and we can talk about it today. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, I think yeah, content is king. We know about that. So yeah, if you wanna get results, the first thing you need to do to create high quality and valuable content. Uh, I have the first question. You know, uh, uh, I often uh, have the issue with masters who are looking uh, or chasing high volume keywords. You no, know, they uh, open some researchers, many other tools, most uh, Uber suggest, and they uh, see high volume keywords and can imagine, wow, a lot of traffic. I, I wanna get this traffic. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, for a few years they can't get results because they create generic content they uh, chase uh, generic strategies can you tell how to find the right strategy and uh, what mm -hmm. kind of uh, keywords uh, you use for this specific project where you got more than uh, 1.5 million visitors yeah uh, yeah uh, amazing I love talking about this and I could talk about this for two hours but I'm gonna try mm -hmm. to be very short uh, you are absolutely right. So people, and it makes sense because when you see big numbers, you kind of get excited and you're like, oh my God, I want, you know, to target the, the highest volume that I can and I'm going to be number one. But uh, more often than not, you really can't, especially if, uh, you know, you have a fresh website, if it's a new project, if you don't already have a ton of pages and a lot of authority, it's very, 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 very hard uh, to outrank some of the biggest players in the space. And um, I always use Nerd Wallet as an example um, because anyone who's in the SEO game, especially in kind of a financial uh, niche, everyone knows them. Nerd Wallet is absolutely huge. Uh, whenever you Google a financially related keyword, they're probably going to be in the first three results. Uh, no mistake. And, uh, you know, people get super excited. Um, which is very nice, actually. You know, mm -hmm. you kind of want to do the same thing. 
Uh, but what they usually don't realize is that it takes many, many, many years to become someone like NerdWallet. I actually posted uh, something similar on LinkedIn today that, you know, they have 20,000 pages. It would take you 20,000 days or 54 years to, if you write all the content by yourself, if you do it every single day, you never rest, you never take a vacation, uh, it would take you 54 years to get there and no one guarantees that <laughs> you're not going to get sick, you know, you're not going to, I don't know, break your finger and you can't type anymore. So to go back to the original topic, um, I actually feel that in the beginning when you're just starting your SEO journey, uh, a smarter thing to do, in my opinion, is to have those uh, high volume keywords somewhere in the back of your mind and definitely get to them one day, but start smaller. Uh, first of all, you're going to feel a lot better when you see something happening, when you see that you're on page one for a low volume keyword. Uh, but the second interesting thing that ties back to our project is we did exactly this. We targeted low volume keywords, sometimes even zero volume keywords, uh, you know, from Ahrefs or whatever uh, we were using to do keyword research. And uh, one of those zero volume keywords turned out to have, I think, 10,000 monthly visitors, which was crazy and definitely unexpected. Uh, but we found that Ahrefs, uh, especially often, underrepresents the actual volume of certain keywords, especially in the B2B niche. Um, B2C is a, a little mm -hmm. clearer, I think. Uh, so anyone starting out, I would recommend just cluster your keywords well, uh, be smart, and you know, don't go in for the kill from the get-go because you have time. Everyone always says SEO takes time. Just be patient. Just target some of the smaller volume keywords um, because first you have to build authority. First, you have to publish a lot of content. Your website needs to feel alive uh, so Google can actually recognize you as someone who knows what they're talking about and give you that spot on the first page when you target those big keywords. I hope this makes sense. <laughs> I yeah, tried no, to kind of condense it into two minutes without you know, <laughs> going too far. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. it makes sense. Uh, yeah, C can you tell about uh, finding these untapped keywords, for example, or long tail keywords? Or uh, Because, you mm -hmm. know, for example, I usually search for topics that have a lack of quality content because uh, content is the number one ranking factor. For example, if you create uh, high quality content, but we have a lot of other high quality content in the top 10 results. Uh, for example, if you search any keyword on Google, uh, Google can list like a million results for any keyword, yeah. even long tail keywords. So uh, uh, I usually spend time check out uh, any piece of content. And I think, can I create something better, much better? If I can't, if I can create totally the same content a little bit better, it's better to skip it because we have a lot of other topics. Can you tell about finding this untapped keywords that uh, your competitors might ignore, where you can get mm -hmm. traffic and how to cover with your buying persona? Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, so, actually, let me just preface this by saying that when I started uh, working in SEO, I was not an SEO person. I was a writer, uh, and then I joined content distribution, and I kind of learned on the job. So, uh, keyword research, <laughs> what is it? You know, I know it exists, but I didn't really know what it was, and it became my favorite thing to do, um, and this is exactly the reason why, because um, you you're playing a vocabulary exercise. Like you said, you're trying to find something that none of your competitors found. And so 
when we start working on on a project, especially if it's, as I said before, like a new website or maybe a brand that's not even that strong or even our own project, we literally started from zero. No one even you know knew about us when we uh, when we started a few months ago. Um, when we did keyword research, uh, we kind of have this approach that we always cluster our keywords. Uh, so I never really go to Ahrefs and just export 10,000 keywords and kind of go from there. Uh, because how do you know how many articles you need to create? How do you know which keywords can go with you know other keywords? Um, and so to kind of avoid that problem of cannibalization and uh, maybe <laughs> biting off more than we can chew, uh, we cluster all of our all of our keywords, and we get keyword clusters. We get a deliverable, and uh, before actually we even start uh, clustering, we do uh, competitor research or competitive research. So um, I would go and you know check out all of my competitors, uh, just export everything from Ahrefs that I can mm -hmm. from them, and try to find patterns and see. Okay, this obviously works. Uh, you know, they're getting a bunch of traffic on these few keywords, not a lot on these other ones. Let me go see if it's because their content is thin. Maybe just they just didn't really care that much uh, if I think it's a valuable keyword. Um, maybe they didn't even cover something very well and they just mentioned it somewhere and it kind of ended up on that list. So um, it's definitely a process that can take anywhere up to a week, to be honest with you. Uh, because mm -hmm. you really do need to compare a lot of spreadsheets. It sounds really boring, mm -hmm. uh, but it's actually very exciting because at the end of the day, when you uh, when you analyze your competitors, you obviously want to be better than them, and you obviously want to provide more to your readers, uh, to your audience, which you can kind of assume that you have the same audience if you're competing in the same space. Look what they're doing. See what they don't have that you can supplement. Uh, and then do your keyword research, cluster your keywords well, and choose those clusters wisely. And so we would go back to the first thing that we talked about, which is not to target the, the highest uh, volume cluster, but maybe go for something smaller in the beginning, uh, just so we can get in the door. So, you know, Google knows we exist, the audience knows uh, we exist. And then later, we can very easily outrank anyone, mm -hmm. maybe not government sites, but, you know, if you're smart with the way you create content, um, you can outrank anyone. Like we, uh, this was a couple of years ago, but it's, uh, it's the one thing I remember. I remember we were outranking HubSpot for some very HubSpot-y mm -hmm. keywords, uh, which I, to be honest, at the time had no idea. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, I, I pretty much had no idea what I was talking about, but it was just good research, uh, you know, very, very in-depth. Um, and yeah, you, you can, really, really do anything if you are smart with your strategy. You know, I, I like in your reply that you have a writing background, not SEO background. Because, you know, I, I yeah. see when <laughs> SEO specialists over-optimize, you know, they pay a lot of attention to Google. But, you know, yeah. uh, Google cares about a human being, you know, <laughs> what we exactly. need to do to satisfy humans. And uh, I always reply yeah. to my clients, forget about Google. Skip it. Uh, Google yeah. it. Uh, think more about people, human. Uh, satisfy your customers, your clients, visitors. Create content for them. And only then, if you have time, you can optimize for Google just to uh, optimize titles, descriptions, you know, yeah. to create some exactly. content. Uh, 
Yeah, so yeah, of course, Google, uh, we need to optimize for Google, but in the first stage, uh, think more about uh, human beings. Yeah, love it. Uh, you mentioned a few times yeah. about clustering. I'm interested about that. Yeah. Your uh, technical aspect, how you cluster a list of keywords. For example, if you uh, have a list like uh, 10,000 keywords and uh, we need mm -hmm. to group them to find subgroups and create content for them. Uh, tell yeah. me about that. Uh, yeah, I would love to. So um, my coworker the other day, he posted a, a poll on LinkedIn asking, you know, how many of you guys are doing manual clustering? And I think he got 77% uh, of SEOs and he has a huge audience. And they said that they cluster the keywords manually, which I personally did a few times and it is a chore. It's very tedious. It's not fun at all. Uh, so we don't do manual clustering. Uh, there are a thousand keyword clustering tools out there right now. I think uh, every couple of months, someone is coming out with a new one. We have our own as well <laughs> that we built internally uh, three years ago now, I think. Um, and we used it for you know all of our projects really internally. We didn't even publish it until, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. Uh, but just because like, oh yeah, this thing is useful for us. Maybe someone else is going to like it. Turns out they do. Mm -hmm. Um, it's called cluster AI. I, I won't go, uh, into like promotion mode or anything like that. I'm not no, really no, no, no. Share, 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 share. If it's, it's valuable, just share. Yeah. Tell about, yeah. about that. Uh, I mean, it's a very, it's a super simple tool. Honestly, it just takes your, uh, export from Ahrefs, uh, which as I said, you know, we, I like to think of it as a kind of a vocabulary exercise. So go super broad with my keyword research and then you know, use those includes and excludes to narrow it down just a little bit. And uh, basically what Cluster AI is doing is it just compares each keyword against each other keyword mm -hmm. and uh, finds um, pages that can rank with both um, mm -hmm. on, on one page in one article. And uh, when it mm -hmm. finds enough pages, it clusters them together. And so we get this deliverable, which is basically a, a, a simple spreadsheet. It's nothing complicated. We like simple things <laughs> at content distribution. Yeah. We don't like to complicate anything, like as simple as possible. We just get this spreadsheet and each row is a new article. And literally that is it. Uh, we don't think about, uh, because when you do manual clustering, after like hour three, you get really tired. <laughs> you just get sick mm -hmm. of it and you want to get it over with. So you just start guessing like, oh yeah, this looks like it could go with this. Like let's, let's band it together. But you don't really know until uh, you really check and you know, a human mind can only check so many times. Uh, but mm -hmm. I like to let the machine do my heavy lifting and you know, do algorithms do their thing while I'm, focusing on creative things like, you know, creating these, the briefs for the writers or creating the systems. And uh, I, I pretty much do my keyword research kind of in the background. <laughs> it's all automated. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, honestly, we use it. I don't think we would be in business if we, if we didn't have it. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, as a non SEO person, I very much <laughs> appreciate that these tools exist because uh you can really focus on the fun part of SEO and not just Googling keyword after keyword and seeing what right, goes right. with that. So, uh, yeah. If you can, uh, please type this tool uh, in private chat. I'll share with our audience because uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's sure. valuable. So I think, uh, yeah, guys, just use this tool. 
for me, sure, I know yeah. about clustering. It takes time. And uh, by the way, my team created our tool, a clustering tool as well. So we have. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we analyze many clustering tools because we we had this issue to group a list of keywords. It takes a few days. You just check out manually, and sometimes mm. you are tired to check out to analyze. Yeah. You make a lot Come of mistakes. On. But yeah, yeah. With, uh, clustering tools. Uh, by the way, uh, it doesn't mean that you need to ignore um, uh, manual checking. It's better to uh, okay. check out twice. But tools just save For time, sure. you know, like a lot of time. For example, of course, if, yeah, yeah. If I uh, group a list of keywords for a few days with tools, I can do it for a few hours. So yeah, it, a lot of time. I'll saving, take what uh, I can get. I mean, we're all busy. We all have kind of. Like I always say, you know, to whoever I talk to, you know, our clients and customers, you guys don't have time to be doing this. You need to go out there and make money. <laughs> and uh, you obviously can't do that if you just sit in your room and you're like manually clustering keywords. Like, no, you need to go and sell stuff. Come on, like just leave it to to a machine if a machine can do it. I'm a huge yeah. believer in, in uh, you know, anything a computer can do, let it do it. <laughs> I am super yeah. happy with that. Um, that's nice. So we, yeah, we live that's... in the world with automation, so yeah, it's better to uh, to consider yeah. <laughs> this automation. Uh, yeah. I have a question about uh, content. For example, we created a mm -hmm. list of keywords, we grouping, and uh, uh, can you tell how to choose priorities? For example, if we have limited resources, I think all companies have limited resources, even big for companies, sure. for example. Yeah, yeah, I know some companies that earn a million dollars a month, but they have no time to create content. They hire someone else. They share some yeah. uh, small budget to check out how it works. Can you tell how to choose priorities, for example, with limited resources? Because uh, if I yeah. find uh, a list of keywords, group them, like have, uh, let's imagine uh, 10 topics, uh, but my resources are only for two topics. Can you tell uh, how to mm -hmm. choose between them, which keywords is better for you? Better? Mm -hmm. For sure. And you're right. Everyone does have limited resources. You know, even a million dollars a month is a limit. So, you know, you got to yeah. work within your budget. Obviously, uh, not everyone can spend that much. So, Really good question. Um, what I would do in that case, you know, I would first see how many writers I have, um, how much content can those writers produce. If it's, uh, you know, two articles a week or, or, I don't know, one article a week. Okay, cool. Now I know exactly how much content I can produce in one month, uh, which is, let's say, four articles. So how do you choose? Uh, well, you know, you go back to clustering uh, and... Uh, if you have absolutely zero content on your page, let's say you have literally nothing, uh, I would go after the something that can make you money the fastest, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's always the goal. We just want the users. We want someone to buy something that we're selling. Uh, so I would probably target something that I think is going to achieve the goal that I want, which is probably to make money. Uh, or I don't know if someone has some other goal, <laughs> pick that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would definitely do that. And then in time, you know, if your budget is very limited and you can only uh, work with, let's say, one writer, um, or if you're writing content on your own, either way, I suggest uh, doing everything that you can to get out of content production. <laughs> if you're a solopreneur, mm -hmm. If you are, you know, you just launched a startup, uh, you're like a lonely SEO, it doesn't really matter. Um, get out of content production as fast as you can and just delegate that to someone else. 
Um, pick a topic, like, uh, as I said, a topic that's going to make you money and do four of those a month, but uh, just hire a writer, hire someone to do it so you can focus on getting new clients, you know, selling whatever it is that you're selling. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, but the sooner you delegate uh, content production, the sooner you're actually going to see some return on that investment. You know, mm -hmm. that saying you got to spend money to make money. Uh, I would rather spend money than spend my time. Uh, if I was, a, a, you know, a solo uh, entrepreneur, just kind mm -hmm. of trying to get my product out there. Um, my time is uh, better spent, as I said, selling, getting clients, doing all of that than writing mm -hmm. content, which still, it should be good. Uh, you know, you should have systems in place. You should have good guidelines for, for your writers and everything. But um, I don't know, without an example, you know, I don't know what to tell you about exactly the keywords, but yeah, just focus on, on things that are going to get you to your goal the fastest, <laughs> whatever can that you is. Tell, yeah. Can you tell more about guidelines for uh, copywriters? For example, um, it's a big issue as well. Uh, for example, um, yes. many companies, uh, website owners, uh, they have more experience uh, writing text, uh, creating content. And uh, when they reach out to me, tell I don't know how I can create content. I need to develop in the way my products. Uh, I have uh, huge competition. I need to uh, to beat them in the market. But if I spend my time writing, yeah, I agree with you, it's better to delegate. But how to find responsible writers? Because uh, we have a bunch of writers. Uh, for example, 10 years ago, I had a team of copywriters in my company. And mm -hmm. they uh, wrote text about everything that worked well google ranked all our websites we got a lot of traffic but things change and uh, right now i have yeah. a team of editors you know who can edit yeah. <laughs> from copywriters because they can simplify uh understand what kind of content but i think today it's better to cooperate with experts who know your topic for example um I can see uh, and analyze content from digital marketers. If I read a, a new blog post about SEO, I understand. Yeah, it's expert. But uh, from other topics, I can't estimate. Can you tell how to find responsible yeah. copywriters and uh, tell more about these guidelines? I would love to. That's actually my area of expertise. Thank you for asking me that. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, this is uh, honestly my favorite thing to talk about. So. Um, let me break it down first. Uh, I'll, I'll cover the, the guidelines and, and then I'll go into writers. So mm -hmm. when it comes to, uh, you know, writing guidelines, editing guidelines, any type of guideline, uh, that you need, you, you actually need all of these. Um, when I started working as an editor, uh, we had a couple of freelance writers, uh, before we decided to hire, uh, people in house, uh, because, mm -hmm. We were just starting out. We didn't really have the budget. You know the story. So uh, I actually, in that very, very beginning, I started creating these SOPs or guidelines. And they were very, <laughs> they were in Google Docs. It was just a, a big mess. They were not very extensive back in the day. But my biggest advice to anyone who plans on hiring a content team is to just work on your guidelines from the get-go. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're the only one who's writing content right now, it doesn't matter, you are gonna forget things, just write it down. Uh, and, uh, you know, what what kind of guidelines do you need? So first of all, you need writing guidelines uh, for all types of content. So you might, you know, later 
in your SEO or agency career, you may have one B2B project, one B2C project. One is about puppies. Another one is about email migration. Very obviously different, but you still need a basic set of writing guidelines. So I would include anything you know, you know, from grammar to like sentence structure, anything a writer might need, I would include in those basic uh, guidelines. Then I would go into project specific guidelines. So these are not just language related, but obviously we need some language related guidelines, you know, for the specific tone of voice of the customer, or, you know, if you're writing for your own brand, obviously you have a specific tone of voice. Maybe you have specific terminology that you're using that you mm -hmm. want your writers to use. Maybe if it's a particularly interesting niche, you know, that maybe it's, it's not that popular, you might want to include a glossary of terms that your writers can use just to make their research a little bit easier. Um, and you just slowly build on these guidelines as you move through your uh, kind of writer journey and hiring journey. And you'll see exactly, you know, what your writers ask of you. Uh, you'll see what kind of questions they have. And just instead of answering uh, on Slack and just leaving it at that, put it in the guidelines immediately. Um, so we started with that. Obviously now we have, I think we have about a thousand knowledge base articles and SOPs. We use slight, um, it's kind of like Notion, pretty much the same thing, but we like it better. Uh, and we just store everything there. So anyone on our team at any point can go in and just see what they need, find that specific document. You know, maybe they want to know how to implement, um, I don't know, internal links into their articles. They have a guide for that. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe they're curious about how to implement variations from those clusters that we already did, uh, you know, mm -hmm. let's say two months ago. They have an SOP for that. So. I recommend developing everything, uh, even if you don't have writers, even if you don't have editors, make sure that you develop all of your guidelines. And of course, you're going to build up on them. Mm -hmm. And now in the second, uh, second part of the questions, question how to find good writers. Yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> uh, it's probably the, the number one problem that most uh, companies, agencies, SEOs, anyone might have. Uh, it's very, very hard because I think, like you said, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't really have that many writers. And so people that uh, were writers, oh, hello. Yeah, So people that were, uh, you know, had that as their job, uh, they were kind of, I don't want to say it, it's going to sound rude, but more educated, I guess, in this mm -hmm, space. So mm -hmm. it was much, much easier for them to uh, uh, to just be a good writer. But nowadays, obviously, you know, everyone is working from home. It's very easy to just say, mm -hmm. oh, I can write. I met so many people who just because they speak English and say, oh, yeah, that's easy. I can I can write a few things, which in reality, you really can't because it's not about just speaking the language. It's yeah. about knowing how to do good research, knowing what a good article structure is and knowing how to tell a story. And so a lot of companies struggle with this and they give up way too easily because they hire someone and, you know, they suck and they're like, oh, I'm never going to do this again. Let me just outsource it to someone. Uh, but, you know, those outsourcing agencies also don't work because uh -huh. they won't implement all of the guidelines that you worked so hard to create because they have their own process. Uh, and so I also personally struggle with this a lot. When we were growing uh, our big project to 1.5 million, 
Uh, at some point, we needed to produce 600 pages a month, which is insane. Uh, and it's a crazy amount of content. And um, I had to hire a bunch of writers. So mm -hmm. uh, what I did was I figured out, okay, whoever you're hiring, 95% of people, they're not going to be qualified. 5% of people are. If you're hiring a VA, a writer, a sales guy, even a CEO, you know, 95% of people are not going to be a match. 5% of people will. But uh, the whole process is, you know, super manual. It's, it's very annoying. Um, so what I did, I kind of developed this hacky, uh, you know, connected Zapier with, you know, Airtable and Google Docs. So I can send uh, tests or assessments to writers automatically uh, because I realized I needed to test them. I can't just hire people for, based on one interview. It just doesn't work. We spent so much money uh, mm -hmm. on content that we really can't use. And our editors were also overwhelmed with just not very good content, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so we realized we had to test them. And we developed uh, pretty, I, I would say, simple but very effective writing tests that helped us weed out those 95% of uh, unqualified candidates. And uh, I'm going to get into a little bit of a promo territory now. Uh, just uh, please stop me if uh, this is not cool, but kind of the same like we, you know, I said we like simplicity, kind of like we developed uh, this uh, clustering tool. Uh, I was, uh, you know, struggling a lot. So we developed a hiring tool <laughs> that's going to automate, uh -huh. you know, sending tests, sending interview invitations, and just automating that hiring uh, nice. cycle so I can go back mm -hmm. to actually you know, mm -hmm. being a director of operations and kind of <laughs> running the company and not just uh, sending emails every single day. So, um, mm. my my uh, to, to go back to, to your question, uh, mm -hmm. my biggest advice to anyone who's hiring uh, a writer is you need to evaluate a lot of candidates to find that diamond in the rough uh, and to find someone who can produce good content for you. So, um, you know, like you said, it's better mm -hmm. to hire an expert, but most companies don't really have the budget to hire experts for every single article that they write because experts are very expensive and they might be better for kind of knowledge transfer sessions that the writers can then take and uh, make into, you know, five or six articles instead of just one. Uh, you need to evaluate a lot of candidates. You need to assess your candidates. Um, and uh, you just have to be you know, respectful to their time and uh, make sure to take them through that hiring process as fast as you can. Um, and just you know, be responsive, that's all. Um, so valuable, so. Mardana. So valuable. Love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you have yeah. the secret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, hit me up. I can talk about this all the time. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. Okay, let's talk about uh, authority, link building. Can you tell uh, how to find the right link building strategy? I think uh, when you have 1.5 million people in month, that means you need to provide some link building campaigns, PR campaigns. I don't know. Can you tell how which campaigns you use and how to find the right link building strategy for specific projects? I would love to, but I really can't tell you that because we yeah. did not do any link building for this project. Seriously? Uh, zero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally zero. Nice. Uh, nice. We did get a few links. Uh, no joke now, but uh, we did get a few links, but we we were not, uh, we didn't mm -hmm. run any campaigns. 
uh, the CEO of the company actually uh, went on a couple of uh, you know podcasts and stuff. So that's pretty much all the all the mm -hmm. links that we got. And uh, <laughs> that's kind of our claim to fame. You know, we just say, oh, you know, 1.5 million, no backlinks. Um, it's not nice. really no backlinks. You do earn backlinks, but mm -hmm. we, did, we didn't do campaigns. And uh, the reason why, it's not because we think uh, link backlinks are stupid or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We just don't know how to do it. <laughs> and so <laughs> we're like, okay, we have no idea how to do this. Let's just focus on the things that we're good at, which is creating good content yeah, and just publishing a lot of it. And uh, so I would love to, but I uh, honestly, no idea. Uh, but I do know a few people that are very, very good and they might uh, be great guests for, for your podcast. Uh, you know, maybe one of the upcoming weeks I can send some recommendations. Why not? Why not? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Anybody yeah. who, who can share value, you know. And uh, I agree with you about uh, using your strong side. For example, I know some... Uh, uh, some webmasters who are trying to copy their competitors, for example, they're good with filming or YouTube. If you are not good with that, why you need to jump on this field? Or even TikTok. Okay, uh, if you love it, why not? Just do it. Just film, short videos, share value, help others. But yeah. if you're not good with that, if you're not good with link building, create high-quality content. Uh, and if you create valuable content, even linkable content, you can get these links natural. So why not use social media to yeah. share this content? Yeah. Yeah. There's no shame in saying I don't know how to do that. I think it's you know it, it's it's very powerful when people say that uh, because we can't all be good at everything. You know, just admit that you don't know how to do it, and yeah, let's you know move on. <laughs> let's hire someone else to do it. There are so many people that are amazing link builders. You know, we can't. Yeah. yeah I, I mean. I don't, I don't know. How, you should try everything, but yeah. Yeah, uh, for me, I don't know how you can be shame when you have 1.5 million visitors. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Even, <laughs> even the best link builders, if you have like uh, 5,000 or 10,000, uh, no, for me, it's better to have more traffic, you know, relevant traffic than uh, only building campaigns. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's more important. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. especially about when. Um, People share, you know, your domain authority is low. Who cares, you know, if I have traffic, you know. Uh, the, in the yeah, end, why is it traffic. a domain authority? <laughs> it's made up. Like, everything is made up. Uh, to be honest, I never cared about domain authority. Uh, we actually had a project. We sold it. Uh, we had a website that we sold uh, to a, a pet brand. I think it was DR8 or something. And uh, it, it had, like, 100K traffic. It was... I'm ranking some of the biggest pet websites. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you know, for me, it's literally just content, just good writers, good content. That is all you need. And then if you have some friends that know how to do some link building, maybe they can help nice. you out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would really try long. anything, but I just never got into it. <laughs> yeah. Love it, love it. Okay, uh, I have the question about, uh, according to your experience, what uh, webmasters uh, need to avoid or uh, don't do today because it's obsolete, it doesn't work uh, from your experience. Where, uh, what techniques is better to avoid today? Uh, you mean in the kind of content, right? Uh, when you're creating uh, for content example, or SEO? Uh, for example, even creating content or SEO. Uh, for example, uh, don't create content for, uh, for Google, create for a human. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some obsolete mm -hmm. techniques, yeah. 
For sure. Uh, I would say the one thing that is absolutely dead is keyword stuffing. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't even see yeah. those websites anymore. You know, back in the day when I was a teenager, I would just want to Google something. It was just a keyword, 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 whatever the keyword was. It was very annoying. Uh, I don't even see those anymore. So I would say that is completely out. So stay as far away from it as you can. Uh, you know, with so many tools out there, you can cluster your keywords. Even if you don't cluster them, just don't repeat it a million times. It's just not good. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing is, as you said, I would stop creating content for Google or, or Bing or any other search engine. Uh, because when you think about it, what's Google's goal? to have more users, right? And how are they gonna have users if they don't have good user experience? So if your website, your you know your articles, your content, whatever, uh, if it provides a nice user experience for the actual user, you know, for, for me or for you, um, mm -hmm. I think that's great. No one uh, got rich with a with an ugly website, you know, yeah. uh, with the like things scattered around. So just, uh, I think, Nowadays, you kind of have to think of it, um, think of SEO as a not just one part of the whole, but it kind of has to be in harmony with everything else. So even the, you know, the, the way your website looks, obviously site speed is very important, the quality of your content, everything has to work harmoniously uh, because you know, everyone is creating content now and it's super, super easy to just make 30 40 pages and publish them you know i can do that tomorrow if i sit and just write all day i could probably bang out 30 articles by the end of the week <laughs> uh so if you want to be an authority just uh try to be different uh try to provide some maybe new insights maybe a little contrarian so i guess one more thing that i would add to this list is uh don't follow the herd so we don't need 10 of the same articles on first page of Google. Like, oh, give me mm -hmm. something new, yeah. <laughs> give me something different, uh, or at least give me more, <laughs> you know, give me everything that these 10 guys have, plus the 11th guy. Uh, just, uh, yeah, we can't all be the same anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think you can yeah. see it on, uh, you know, pretty much everywhere, like even on social media. Uh, you know, Instagram is kind of dying. Why? Because everyone is the same. So everyone is moving on, yeah. you know, to TikTok or whatever, where people are unique. So I think it's the same with, uh, with Google and content in general just needs mm -hmm. to offer a new perspective. But um, don't make stuff up, obviously. It has to be that so valuable. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> valuable. I agree with that. Yeah, it's better to... Uh, be yourself, play yourself, differentiate from others. And that's why I don't like to analyze competitors uh, when clients can tell, please uh, do the same. Uh, uh, I want their traffic, their customers. Okay, they have their strong sides. Why we need to overcome their strong sides with content, with filming videos, if we have our strong sides. So it's better to consider that. Yeah, yeah. agree with that. Can you tell? For example, if you started today from scratch without any skills, knowledge, what would you do to learn more about SEO? Oh, uh, no skills. Okay, that's a good question. <laughs> to be honest, I think I would I would pretty much do the same uh, as I did. Uh, I would start with, you know, I'm going to be a kind of 
back here and say, I, I didn't really even read anything about SEO. I didn't care mm -hmm. about it before I started mm -hmm. doing it. Uh, I would still start, and this is what I recommend to anyone who wants to get into SEO. Uh, you know, if you're a, uh, a little bit of a, a maybe a, a creative person uh, or someone who loves words or someone who just, you know, loves creating content, Start with some light keyword research because I mm -hmm. found that even when I had no idea how to do it, like you're not going to be good at it on the first try. No way. Uh, but I would just start just so I can see how broad the internet actually is. And uh, whatever niche you're in, you know, whatever you know now, you actually know nothing. And every niche is so broad and you can find out so many things that you never knew existed so i would start there obviously the second thing uh i would do well probably the first thing is uh go to youtube and just type in <laughs> seo tips or how to learn seo or how to do keyword research or whatever it is that i'm interested in and uh just find interesting people and watch that uh i won't say that they didn't exist when when i was starting out uh but I feel that they weren't as uh, present on social as they are now. I think the SEO community, uh, as it is right now, it's amazing, it's growing, and it's much more approachable than it was before. Uh, you know, it was just a, a bunch of boys and kind of no girls allowed. That was the that was the sentiment that I got. But obviously, it's much more open now. So anyone who's uh, kind of trying to learn there are so many fantastic people out there that you know have courses if you are a course person uh definitely do that but yeah i, I would start with uh, you know, free resources youtube google that's free just see if it is for you maybe write a couple of articles and try to implement what you learned in those videos and uh yeah go from there Love it, love it. Yeah, yeah, I think, guys, I know one secret how you can learn more about SEO. Just follow Cardano on social media. Learn from her, you know, because you can see without any special skills about SEO, we see results, you know. I don't care about any yeah. knowledge, about uh, all your degree of education, that know, marketing, marketers or something else. You know, it's better to uh, provide results and we can see results we have it so yeah. it's yeah. better uh, and you know uh, i think uh, it's uh, i like that you mentioned you need to uh, write actually because uh, practice makes miracle uh, you know uh, if you uh, don't practice if you don't act you can't achieve any results you can learn uh, all uh, books online for example uh, if i read uh, 100 books how to play soccer if i don't play no way, exactly. it can't be good, a <laughs> soccer player. <laughs> I agree with you completely. Uh, thanks, exactly. it's a pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. You share a lot of valuable insights to our audience, how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Uh, yeah, so you can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, I think it's just my name, plus uh, 931 <laughs> in the <laughs> URL. Uh, or you can uh, follow our blog on workello.com. Uh, we publish a lot of great uh, playbooks and kind of guidelines for pretty much everything that, that we talked about today. So SEO and hiring writers and creating good content. So definitely catch us there. Uh, but otherwise, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, I can give you my, my social links. Uh, I don't know if you want to put them in the description or somewhere. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, add me on LinkedIn. That's the best place. <laughs>
Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Welcome back Thank anytime you. because I, I, yeah, it's so valuable. It's interesting. I, I love learning from experts Thank like you. you. Okay, guys, thanks for listening and watching us.